This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to the NBA Morning Deuce for Wednesday, March 3rd. It is almost to the time again. 12.03 on the East Coast. I was actually going to jump in and uh, and just say it as you were saying it. You I know, you I, was, I was thinking about this yesterday. Or today, really. We've only been with Blue Wire for two weeks now. This is the second week, right? Is this the mm-hmm. second or third week? I don't know. We've, I can barely keep track of what time it is, you know, yeah. on the podcast. So these TNT, these late TNT games are brutal because they start so much later than they're actually listed. Mm-hmm. It's, a, but I realize I think when we, I don't know if when we change when we came over to Blue Wire that we explained why you do the time. I think we just kept doing it as if we weren't getting new listeners. <laughs> we should probably clarify that. No. Yeah, I guess I can clear. I mean, Joey had had a little rough stretch with reading the time because he's got so much more going on in terms of <laughs> introducing the show, saying what day it is. That <laughs> I needed to take something off of his plate and and just let everybody know what time we're recording at. So that's how yeah. that started. Yeah. yeah, I basically allowed Alex to be the timekeeper because yeah. I went on a little bit like a week long stretch where I was saying what time it is when we started the podcast which we probably don't even need to do anymore. We were doing mm-hmm. that more before because it used to be live. It's not live anymore, mm-hmm. but it's still, it's sort of, it's a gimmicky thing. People, some people that listen to it enjoy it. But yeah, I was realizing yesterday, I was like, there's probably people like, why is Joey always asking Alex what time it is? This doesn't make any sense. So there you go. If you were wondering, there you go. Yeah, another thing, I was listening to another Blue Wire podcast today called Insight with Chris Van Fleet. And this is not a read. This is not like a promo read or anything. But Chris, who is incredible at what he does, he he he's like a it's like an interview podcast. He and he interviews now he just interviews all kinds of famous people. But it, for a long time, he was re- interviewing people in the wrestling world. He's got like a million uh, subscribers on or a million views on YouTube, and his podcast is really popular. And he's really good at what he does. But what he's one thing he does is he just flat out says at the right off the bat, he's like. My goal is to have 2,000 uh, ratings and reviews by my birthday. So everybody help me out and go do it. So I think that's what we should. We should set a goal and say okay. we want X. So right now we have 39. We want 100 by my birthday, which is November 26th. That is ratings or what are we talking about here? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Total if, listeners? He keeps, so he, no, 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 no. Ever? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about ratings on Apple Podcasts. But he says it's reviews, but I don't think they count reviews. I think they just count the ratings, gotcha. like right, the so star ratings. Our first deadline will be the All-Star break. Can we get to 
don't know. 50? All-star break is on Saturday. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Like 50. We have, we have 39 ratings right now. They're all five stars. I, I believe. Love that. I don't know how many reviews we have because I don't think it keeps track. I could count them, but yeah, 50 by this weekend, basically. It's, That'd be huge. It's Wednesday. Be huge for us. Yeah, we'd love that. And we love you guys. We love you guys anyways, but hey. True. Anyone it, listening right now, I, I flat out love you. So I love you and I'm in love with you. Okay. Now let's talk about basketball. Uh, one game still going on as we record. The Suns and the Lakers are about to go into the fourth quarter. Phoenix is up. Well, let's see what happens with this last shot of the third. Never mind. Phoenix is up 386-83. Devin Booker got ejected a few minutes ago, so we'll see how that impacts the end of this game. We'll uh, we'll see what happens at the end. Jared Dudley is getting minutes for the Lakers, so you know they're in a rough place and are hoping to get the all-star break. Wow. Hasn't um, scored yet, but he has played for 10 minutes. So. And not I don't I'll never body shame an NBA player, but he is built like me right now at this point in his career, which mm-hmm. you guys can't see me that are listening, but I am not in the best shape of my adult life. So Jared Dudley being built like me is not a good thing for an NBA player, but yeah. more power to him. He's still out there. He's playing Absolutely. for the NBA champions. And you're not in horrible shape and neither is Jared Dudley. It's, it's oh, no, I'm in honestly, awful shape. I might oh, not yeah. look like I'm in awful shape. Okay, yeah, you don't hide appear, it well. You don't appear to be in terrible shape. Same as Jared Dudley. Yeah, I. Well, he's obviously not in terrible shape because he can get up and down the floor. Mm. I couldn't do that. You give me one time up and down an NBA court, I'm done. <laughs> That's that. Oh man, it's, oh, it's over. It's over. Yeah, man. A lot of podcasting. Podcasting not really correlation there's no real correlation between podcasting and being in peak physical condition no there's not i've been doing hummingbirds this whole time every minute we've been recording i've been flexing my calves so my calves are like crazy but the rest of my body is just pretty pretty weak i oh this is is that the new that's the word that's that'll be the word yeah, for that, today that i've never heard of before that alex yeah. just I'll, randomly says i do want them to be organic but that one felt pretty good doing yeah. hummingbirds left and right okay uh there were Five other games tonight, uh, not a really a bunch of blowouts, but really my the biggest thing to me in terms of the games from tonight is that e- the Eastern Conference just continues to be volatile in the standings. They just never know what's happening. Also, a couple of things that we'll hit at the end of the show. Um, they named the three-point contest contestants and the skills competition contestants, and they may have saved All-Star Weekend because it's loaded, both of them. Looking forward to that. I have not seen it yet, so that'll be good. And the Rockets are retiring James Harden's number. Really? Which is pretty pretty interesting, which we'll we'll discuss. Yeah. We'll discuss that. Uh, But I guess let's start with... Let's start with the Heat game, because they lost to the Hawks. So it's interesting in both ways. First off, obviously... This is the Hawks' first official post-Lloyd Pierce win, although they went 2-1 when Lloyd Pierce was out. So they're now 3-1 and one this year under Nate McMillan, but a win in their first game with Nate McMillan as a coach. But obviously I watched that game. I watched the Heat games pretty closely. This was a little bit more about the Heat looking 
again, like they desperately need the break than the Hawks. Uh, you know, obviously, look, the last time Nate McMillan coached against the Heat, he got swept and then fired. So it did also reek right away as a Nate McMillan revenge game. Uh, no Jimmy Butler. Bam Adebayo looks banged up. Uh, Tyler Hero still kind of getting back. They only scored 80 points. And we know it's not going to be one game with Nate McMillan and all of a sudden their defense is back. This is a bad defensive team and they only scored 80 points. It, it just, they couldn't make shots. The offense got stagnant because even like the heat played great defense for about 44 minutes on Trey young. And then he went off a little bit in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So he said that one stretch that basically sealed the game, right? He, had he like, made like three straight threes or yeah, something from like ridiculous distances. But I will, I will say they, they were doing the same thing that they did last game, which was they were trapping every ball screen and really pressuring him to get the ball to his hands. And then in the fourth quarter, it looked like they were switching more and, he's good man at the end of the day as a a one-on-one individual score that's what trey young does so what they had been doing the past two games was was amazing because they literally just weren't letting him do anything he had eight he had eight turnovers last game he had seven so it's not i mean he was struggling Mm -hmm. but it but the heat were struggling so badly that they all they needed was a little bit of a boost from him and they got bogdanovich came back it's his first game back Rondo played. Like they're starting to it's interesting. They just happen to be getting a little healthy now that they have a new head coach. Um, but ugly, just an ugly game. But I, I was gonna say, I think this is probably one of the lowest scoring games of the entire year. Like 9480 is crazy. I actually did take the under in a parlay, which is pretty ex- exciting. But um, to me, the thing from the box score that jumps out is how spread out the shots are for the Hawks. So like I mean, that could be a coincidence type thing, but that's something I'm going to keep my eye on with Nate McMillan. I mean, that's like, that could be, you know, a concentrated effort as the the head coach to be like, we're getting more people involved. The shots are more spread out. Colin says 12 attempts, Capella 10, Young 12. Kevin Herter leads the way in shot attempts with 13. And to me, that's like what the Hawks should be doing because they have such a talented roster and I'm not that high on Trey Young. So I just want to see if that's a trend. Maybe it's just a one-off thing, but well, there, I, I could tell the- I could tell you what it was from watching the game. There's two things. It might be a concerted effort. I will say that 14 minutes of having Rondo on the floor helps that. Yeah, because he's not hunting shots. He's looking to set people up, and then the Heat for the entire first half were trapping Trey Young, so he had to get rid of the ball. So it's part. Of, it was. It's a little bit of a mix. Gotcha. I, I think Nate McMillan probably will. Change, try to change some things around offensively, but the trapping really impacted that because he just early on he couldn't do anything and they were forcing him to get the ball out of his hands. Now, what what Nate McMillan for this team, what Nate McMillan is going to struggle to do is figure out because any team who watches these past two games, why what they should be doing exactly what the Heat did. This is sec- two games in a row now. The Hawks have scored under 100 points, and Trey Young has looked very bad. So the the key now for Nate McMillan is try figure out how to get Trey Young to not just stand around when he passes the ball, because what he does most of the time is he gets trapped, and he either runs back to the ball, or he stands 30 feet out while other people are doing their thing and waits till they struggle, so they pass it back out to him to get into another pick and roll. It's just 
that's not good. That's really bad basketball, actually. Sounds right. like. So that'll be their issue going forward. But it's not surprising to me that they won this game. It's surprising how bad that the the Heat look. Unless points. Unless you're the T Wolves, usually when you fire a coach, and there was reports, the Athletic came out with a report today saying that multiple players were did not want Lloyd Pierce there, including Trey Young. Wow. So there's more going on in this organization, I think. And we talked about this a little bit, but there's got to be, I think after hearing that, maybe there may be a little bit more to what you were saying about the Luke, the pressure of Trey Young being their franchise player because Trey Young is good, but we've, I think most people who watch Trey Young, actually, I shouldn't say that. People love Trey Young. But I think most people who know basketball watch Trey Young and say he's very good. He's a very good offensive player, but it's tough to build a team around this guy. And if you listen to Greg Popovich, Eric Spolstra, the way they talked about Lloyd Pierce today after he got fired, the way they talked about him as a person and as a leader, and then you hear that players didn't like him, there's something not connecting there. Yeah, and I would assume Trey Young's one of the leaders in the locker room. I mean, he's still young, but like he could be leading that charge on, on getting this guy fired. And that's speculation on my part, but. Well, I also, I also saw there was another report that it wasn't from the athletic, but that Trey, that, that, um, that Lloyd Pierce, like was openly critical of the shot selection by Trey Young. Wow. That's the coach's job, dude when you're taking 30 foot threes and you're inefficient and you're having a bad year shooting the ball, the coach's job is to be critical of that. And if yeah, Trey Young, when the team's losing, like, and if Trey Young can't handle that, that's a problem for them too going forward. That is a, a long-term problem in my opinion. Well, I, yeah, absolutely. And that, and Nate McMillan or nobody, no, nobody's going to fix that. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. I know Nate, I think Nate is a better coach watching them play with Nate. I think, of over these four games I've watched them play with Nate and they look like a better team, but that also just could be temporary because maybe they really just didn't want Lloyd Pierce there for whatever reason. I don't know. It's uh it's very interesting for the heat. No Jimmy Butler. Like I said, I mean, you look at the three pointers nine for 33 and four of those were was Duncan Robinson went four for nine. Tyler hero went three for seven. So the rest of the team just, it was bad. 37% from the field. They literally just could not shoot the ball. And for the most part, even with all of that, their defense almost kept them in the game other than that late flurry. So the way this team is playing defense right now is just another level. So I still think they're trending in the right direction, but they do still, they still, they do still really need to make a move or two. Like there's yeah. just something they need yeah, another so, I mean, four. I don't know. <laughs> 80 points. I've said it like three times. So that that is shocking today. They really miss Jimmy Butler. Against an awful defense. Awful defense, too. Without DeAndre Hunter, yeah. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I mean. So, we'll see. The Heat have one more game before the break. They play the Pelicans tomorrow? Is it tomorrow? Do you have a schedule pulled up? Uh, yes, it is. To- no, I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> tomorrow in terms well, of Well, yeah, show. Thursday, Thursday. Yeah, when? Thursday. Uh, and that's not going to be an easy game either because the Pelicans – at least offense. Now that's another bad defensive team. We'll see how Bam's knee is. It didn't look great. He he looked a little. I wouldn't want to say banged up, but he looked slow and out of it a little bit. Only two rebounds. 
which is not very BAM like. So, and the Pelicans are starting to play their best basketball offensively. So they're, they're, they are a much better offensive team right now than the Hawks are. Yeah. So they're not holding, I don't think you're holding the Pelicans under a hundred. No, that would be something. I don't think that's going to happen either. So, so that'll be interesting. But like we said, I think we, we talked about this too. It's just like, they won set, they won six in a row. They won 10 of 13. They got back to 500. If they lose two in a row before the break and go into the break 17 and 19, it's not the end of the world for this team. I think, especially with how the East is looking right now, you know, and with Jimmy Butler out, I think now this is now that they've started to hit their stride. They're at a point where we know that what they are, they're a good team, whether they trade players or not, they're a playoff team, probably top half, maybe five top five. Now what's important, like all the other teams is staying healthy and getting healthy for the stretch run. Yep. But you're right. There is that there's such a small margin for error in the East uh, that they do need to win these games. But I think if, even if they lose to the Pelicans is not the end of the world. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Then speaking of the small margin for error, the Knicks. There was the, the, the banners were already being printed for the rafters. They were already deciding when they were going to do Julius. I think banners are sewn. I don't know if those are printed, but maybe not. Oh, like a, never mind. Continue. What are they? Then what, how do you, what do you do to them? I don't know. I just, uh, I think they're they're sewn up. Sewn. Okay. The banners are being sewn. They were dying to decide like when to do Julius Randall's Jersey retirement. And then they then they got their asses beat by the Spurs. Who I, I look like if the Spurs were in the East, they'd be one of the best teams in the East right now. They're they eighteen really, three. Yeah, They're playing out of their minds right now. It's crazy. It's crazy to think about that. In the West, they're one of the better teams in the West. Not better, but playing like one of the better teams in the West right now. So well rounded. So everyone get contributes. They just beat the dog shit out of. Of one of the best defensive teams in the NBA right now, the Knicks. Yeah, putting up 119 against the Knicks is not a small feat. Especially because they're one of the better defensive teams and they're the slowest team pace-wise. So mm-hmm. scoring a lot of points is hard in general because they just play so slow. There's not a lot of possessions. But it's pretty remarkable. I, their young guys really just keep step- – DeJounte Murray and Lonnie Walker – all these guys, even this guy, Luca Samonic, I think he was a one of their like second round pick like two years ago. Just coming off the bench again, 14. Yeah, they're scoring so spread out. And it really is like we talked about how there is no star. I mean, DeMar DeRozan's, you know, he had a star career, but he's not exactly like a star star anymore. He's averaging 20, but they just get they get production up and down the lineup. It's it's kind of it's kind of fun to see. I just don't think it's gonna matter in the playoffs, but they're having a hell of a regular season. One thing, at least for the Knicks, no Derrick Rose. So maybe that's something. I Let me check because I feel like 
he has become such a big part of what they do now. I feel like they haven't lost a lot of games since he got traded there. Yeah, I was going to say, I think they had only lost two games prior to that, but I might be wrong. Yeah, they are. Well, no, three. So they were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and three since they traded for Derrick Rose, but that's still, it's really good. It's really good. Big difference. And he had started their last three that they had in that three in a row, they had won. Because fully looks like Austin Rivers is out of the rotation unless he was hurt. Because Frank Nielakina started. And yeah, they have. He hasn't. I don't think he's played in yeah. like a month. So someone's listening to this podcast. Oh yeah. Well, we know that Tom Thibodeau listens. Yeah. So another team. I, I still think the Knicks. Like I still think even with everything, they're. Oh, here's what we need to talk about with the Knicks. Something we haven't talked about on this podcast in a while. Our boy, Brian Windhorse. Hmm. He, now, for those of you who are new or just returning to us, we talk, we, we love Brian Windhorse on this show because, <laughs> okay, maybe we don't love Brian Windhorse. Brian Windhorse has a tendency to report things that don't say anything he he he's a he's an insider who reports nothing and that way he can never really be wrong because his reports say nothing but he can always be right if it happens exactly and he's never one of the guys who actually breaks news he's one of the guys that makes headlines because he breaks reports that that Everyone will forget about in a week, but then if it happens, it's like, oh, this is what Windhorse said on his podcast. Well, today, this this is one for the ages. He said, let me pull it up before so I don't get the, the... Brian Windhorse expects a star player to demand a trade to the Knicks within the next 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> that gives it plenty uh, just enough time for everybody to forget that that ever existed, except for me because I'm writing it down right now. And in 12 months, I'm gonna call bullshit on uh Brian Windhorst. Here's the, here's the thing they have one of the top former agents in the league running the organization, yeah. So, so does the Lakers. Um, they're number two in their the number two in their team. I'm not sure what Wes Wesley's title is, not his name. His name is Worldwide West. His first name is William. But his specialty is relationship building with players. Even if it has waned a little bit he's as he's gotten older, his specialty is relationship building. And I don't want to say backroom dealing because that implies that it's sinister, but he's known for working in the shadows. That's, that's true. And I don't think his relationships have changed with anybody. I say within the next 12 months, a star slash superstar player demands a trade in New York. And I don't know who it's going to be. I have some guesses. I'm not going to say it right here. I'll let you guys start thinking about that. Let's just put it this way. League executives certainly have some guesses. That is so... When's the last time a star player demanded to go to a specific team? It was like, trade me here. Trade me to this team. James like, Harden? Well, no, he had a list, right? He, like, he didn't say... Did he? Did he? It always yeah, see, Philly was I, in there. Well, did he have a list or did the media have a list of reported places he would accept a trade to? It always kind of seemed like he was angling... For Brooklyn. Yeah. Victor Oladipo, it seems like he's very much angling to get to Miami. 
I don't know that you consider him a star star anymore, but you know what I mean? But yes, I don't think there's never, I don't remember there ever being a time where a player just straight up came out and was like, trade me there. Right. I mean, I guess Anthony Davis, the Lakers. Was that, was that? Maybe that might be the closest thing to it, but no, that that's bogus. I don't know. Unless it happens. And then Brian Windhorst is a genius, but it says, it goes on to say, I say by next year's trade deadline, a superstar, an all-star tries to force his way there. They're going to be in a position to do that type of trade. And maybe that's where Julius Randle comes in as a trade piece. What? This team, if (laughs) this team with a superstar and without Julius Randle would still not be very good. Like also, you know how what level of player you'd have to be getting to trade Julius Randle at this point? He's having one of the best years and he's like 25. Right. But wouldn't yeah? Wouldn't the the appeal of the Knicks for a superstar be because they're awesome with Julius Randle? Like, how could he? It doesn't make any sense. Well, yeah, Windhorst. He's twenty six. Well, but that's why we love Windhorst. Guy, he plays both sides and he's made a long career off of it. So good for him. Uh, so the Knicks lose, the Heat lose, and the Celtics beat. The Clippers, so now the Celtics, the Heat, who were the five seed yesterday, are now the seven seed. The Knicks, who were the four seed, are now the five seed. And the Celtics, who a couple days ago weren't even in the playoffs, are now back up to the four seed. Nuts. And Celtics barely pull this one out. No Kawhi, back spasms. But the Celtics now have won three in a row. They still don't look great, but it's these are important wins for them while they're trying to figure this thing out. Um, but, you know, another not great game from Tatum. But Robert Williams looks really good for them. Good game for my guy, Peyton Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard looked really good. He is a lot more than I thought he was. Like, he's actually, like, he's more than just a straight-up pest and a good shooter. <laughs> I like, I'm like. i starting to like Peyton Pritchard's game. but He's, he's a good point guard. Uh, Tatum didn't have a great game, but he had some really big shots down the stretch. Um, And the one thing that like really jumped out at me about the Clippers and has for a little bit now is like, they have all these excellent perimeter defenders, but their team defense is like dog shit. Like they're middle of the pack. Like with this roster, how are you middle of the pack in defensive rating? How much of that do you think is because they don't play all their players all the time? It could be Patrick, Patrick Beverly, who for all the, for all, for as awful as he is offensively he is still one of their better defensive players and he didn't play for a long time yeah i know there's pieces going in and out but every team in the league's dealing with that for the most part and for them to have like at some like paul george and Kawhi only missed a couple games like together you know yeah but for them to be middle of the pack defensively is is really concerning if they just reek of a team that thinks they're going to turn it on in the playoffs and i'm not really convinced that they're like tough enough to do that yeah, I wonder how much of it is potentially that three of the five starters are are old. Yeah. Pat Beverly's old. Ibaka and Batum are old. Yeah, it's like they're good. Those guys, those are decent. Ibaka's good. Batum is okay. Beverly stinks. But they're all kind of old. So, for well, an To NBA, me, NBA when player. I watch them, I just – maybe it's just me. Maybe it just jumps out. I just see, like, lapses and, like, guys falling asleep and, like, yeah. Like not stuff that because you're old, you can't do, but because you don't give a shit that they're not doing. Yeah. Well, this team, that's always been kind of their MO, right? Like mm-hmm. not give a shit, let teams back into the game, turn it on when we, when we think we need to, and then 
Paul George misses a clutch three and then they lose. And then the yeah. internet calls him pandemic P <laughs> still a great nickname. Yeah. I, I, I think we're probably in, a, we're pretty much in agreement with this team that even though it's hard to ever take them out of the conversation, it's also hard to ever say that you think that they could go anywhere or yeah, or beat, the best team in the league, you know, like in a seven game series, I just don't see him doing it. Yeah. Or even the jazz or like the nuggets who are about to talk about the way they're mm-hmm. playing. Just when, when all things are, when everyone's healthy and everyone's playing playoff basketball, this team is not that deep unless you're magic Johnson. who thinks they have the best bench in the NBA. <laughs> uh, and you really, it just, it's gotta be Paul George and Kawhi every night. Like this, this game, no Kawhi, they lose by five, but you're not getting 25 points out of Reggie Jackson. Well, maybe once every 10, 15 games. You definitely can't count on it. I mean, he's so, been good. I actually do think he's like legitimately just head and shoulders above Patrick Beverly. At this but point, yeah. probably offensively like, at this point, there's, mm-hmm. I think there's no question. Yeah. But we'll see. So the Celtics three in a row now, they, they potentially can go into the break as a top four seed in the East, which we're going to keep talking about that because you just kind of have to, but it doesn't matter necessarily because the East is so close that it's just going to continue to change all year. But, you know, they, they did it. We mentioned Denver. They beat the doors off of the Bucks tonight, which is pretty interesting. They are rolling right now, playing really good basketball, particularly I mean, Jokic is He's been playing great all year, but he's on a little bit of a tear himself right now. Mm-hmm. In 37, 10, and 11. God, the assist numbers are just ridiculous. How consistently he does that. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamal Murray's playing good again. Um, you know what I think? I think I severely overestimated the Bucks bench additions coming into the. Remember, I said I thought that these guys, like, in a, obviously, Drew Holiday was a big deal, who still coming off the bench and not clearly on a minutes restriction, only played 18 minutes in this game. But I really, I thought, you know, I thought Bryn Forbes, DJ Augustine, Bobby Portis would be good. Like, they're good shooters. I thought they would just fit. Yeah. Their bench sucks. Yeah. Their bench is not good. Um, th- This is another team where... You know, if they want to do anything, Drew, Giannis is playing out of his mind still, but Drew and Middleton have to be playing at absolute peak levels at all time for this team to compete with the top level teams right now. Yeah. And it's just the way this team works, you know, when when you're when your absolute all world player is is not able to score from all three levels and really is not an option at the end of the game. I mean, in the let, like final possessions. Yeah, this team has trouble playing from behind. Yeah, they, they just oh, it seems like that's kind of always been their thing. It's just, they don't have great shooting, especially this year. I mean, in the past they've had good shooting, but right mm-hmm. now it just seems like they don't. Just seems like if you're facing the Bucks and you're you're dedicated to stopping them on the fast break, like you have a pretty good shot of winning, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Last game. Well, the the other other than this Phoenix or this uh, Suns Lakers game that's going on, but it looks like the Suns are starting to pull away. The Grizzlies won another game. 
does that make are they now are they three and oh since the villain came back I think they uh, might I believe, be. uh no they've dropped one of the clippers so they're three and one but they're three and one but they but beat the clippers once they too. beat the clippers and then they lost the clippers so they're yeah. three and one since the villain dylan brooks came back they're playing really good basketball when they're at full strength and jaw had a had a show out night yeah i feel like he's been kind of quiet recently at least scoring wise so that's that's nice to see um, and all and one of Magic Johnson's favorite players, Jonas Valanciunas, had eleven had eleven points, sixteen oh, rebounds. Good. Okay, I was going to ask how he did because it's I just usually like to to track Jonas Valanciunas and his numbers. Yeah, I wonder. So I wonder about the Wizards if that run was just kind of a fluke, that six game run where it was like, okay, maybe now they're back and they're healthy because now they've lost three of their last five. Um, and then it's not like, I mean, they lost to the Clippers and the Celtics and they got pounded by the Grizzlies who actually are a pretty decent team when they, so maybe it's not, I don't know. I think it's kind of just like regression to the mean, like, you know, like they weren't that bad and they're not, they weren't, they're not this good. You know, they're a 500 team. I think, and that, I think they're, they're a 500 team working their way back to that. And, uh, I don't know, maybe that'll be good enough to make the playoffs. I don't really know. But right. I'm not getting a little worried here, Alex. I'm not gonna lie. The the freezing, the I'm a little worried that your yeah. internet's about to freeze up. I know it's trying, it's pl- it's plugging away, it's trying to get to the end of this thing. It's on a four-game streak. Yeah. All right. Well, then before that happens, let me tell everyone about Blue Wire Hustle. Oh, how do, yes, how do you feel yes. about that? Yeah, I know this is because then if of, I cut out, you can just take, you know. Yeah, this is part of the show. I know this is like one of your favorite parts of the show. Yeah, every show. Well, I'm tracking your performance. So. Yeah, so we we got to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle. It's just we got it right. The brand new program from Blue Wire, where you can host your very own podcast on Blue Wire. It was created to give everyone an opportunity to take their podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and you don't know where to start, it's the perfect place for you because part of the program, as we've told you, if you don't know by now, come on. You get personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. Have you signed up for that course yet, Alex? No, I'm waiting for my link to show up. Got it. I'll hit that. I'll make sure they send that to you. On top of all that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. We're, we're We're on like three platforms in India. They love us over there. They love us. They didn't know they love basketball that much. The best part is you can get all this for $15 a month. Let me see if I can get this line because this is the line that's always mm-hmm. kind of confusing. The same rate as any other hosting site would charge you for just the initial setup. That's smoother. That is. And the way you read it, it, does, it is a correct sentence. We had some, some questions about that last night, but. Yeah. So, bas- so it's all $15 a month. The same rate as any other hosting site would charge you for just the initial setup. That's a good deal. So whether you're starting from scratch or you have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Acceptance into the program is limited. So get your application in today. To apply, go to, where are we going, Alex? Wait, you don't have the copy, do you? Yes, I do. Of course I have it up. Okay. Go to bwhustle.com slash join. What else? That's all I get. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. But that's 
bwhustle.com slash join. Do it. Okay. While we wait to see what happen, what's going to happen with the end of this Lakers game. I've got something. I got time to fill here. I just want to talk about that deal. The received personal cover art is huge because it is. we just got called out recently about our logo, which I think is awesome. We did kind of get called somebody out. Somebody missed the, the handle. I mean, they thought it was they, they didn't catch that the rim was also a coffee cup to enjoy your coffee in the morning while you listen. And to it was steam news. coming out. They thought it was poop. Stench lines. Yeah. Which, which so I basically guess it, it, it's fair. It's fair. Cause you admittedly are not a graphic designer and you put that together in 24 hours. I think it's outstanding, but you were blown away when I made that. I, yeah. Because it was actually, I, I envisioned it and you. Ex- um, but yeah, with blue wire hustle, you get, Ooh, we were so close to freezing right there. You were so close. Like you did kind of, you did kind of freeze up there for a second. You were so well, close. Well, I'm, I'm glad I'm hanging in there, but anyway, with this program, getting the, the personal cover art is big. Cause then you don't have to worry about people making fun of you for the, the, um, the image that you create. Well, and also as a, when you're an independent podcaster, if you don't know how to make a logo, which most people have no clue. It, you would probably have to pay like a hundred bucks to get somebody to, yeah. if you oh, really yeah. want to get something like good, mm-hmm. unless you have a friend that's going to willing to do it free for free, which you might, but I don't have any mm-hmm. friends other than you and Brian who might be on the podcast by the way, at some point soon. That's nice. Um, all right. Let's, so oh, sorry. Let's, let me, that, that is very exciting. I feel like I kind of did yeah, you buried Brian <laughs> right buried there. Brian right there. No, I'm excited that Brian back on. No, no, never mind. This would, he's, he has not been on back before, on the pod. Wait, that was, was he on the podcast? Else. No, that was no, somebody no. else. It that was, was somebody, somebody completely <laughs> somebody different. Else. Yeah, that was somebody completely different. But they do sound that they. Now that I think weird. about it, they did yeah. sound kind of. That guy did sound kind of like Brian. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was our past life. We, these, oh, there's probably people on here who don't know about that either. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll bring that guy back on. For those who don't know what Alex is talking about, we had a YouTube commenter who broke news about Rob Palinka making a trade on our YouTube stream back in the day. We brought him on the show. But he did sound a lot like my friend Brian. Mm-hmm. But they're not the same guy. But it's not the same guy, but it sounded a lot like my friend Brian. Huh. Well, the All-Star game looks like it might be more exciting on Sunday. Is that a good transition? They announced today the participants for the three-point contest and the skills contest. And the three-point contest... Just off of the first glance, I it looked like the most exciting three-point contest there's ever been. Maybe yeah. there's been more loaded, but the the lineup is Devin Booker, Jalen Brown, Steph Curry, Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum. Mm. I like that a lot. It's crazy. I also, wish Duncan was in there. Duncan, well, you no know Duncan Robinson, right? Yeah, no. I mean, okay. it, it, in terms of star power, I feel like right, from top yeah. to bottom, star power, there's never been. That, that's really strong. Yeah, there's always like one or two dudes that like – stink but they're amazing spot up shooters yeah like i wouldn't like i wouldn't mind seeing dame lillard Lillard in Mm -hmm. this uh but whatever it's great i also wouldn't mind seeing them just split these team these guys up and play three on three that'd be fun i also wouldn't mind seeing three of these guys in the dunk contest zach levine jalen brown and donovan mitchell that would be a much better dunk contest potentially than what we're gonna get than what we're gonna get by the way just a reminder it is official Obi Toppin, Cassius Stanley, Anthony Simons, or Simmons. I don't know. Is it Simons or Simmons? Simon, Anthony Simons, yeah. Anthony Simons and Zion Williamson turned them down. 
a lot of people turned him down. Yeah. There was like all, like lists coming out of the people that turned them down for the dunk contest. I will say I took the time today to watch some Cassius Stanley highlights and he can jump. All right. He he can truly jump. He's a pretty athletic fellow. Yeah. Not more athletic than Zion, though. That was that's a little asinine for the, the Duke homers that maybe tried to make that argument at some point. Right. Yeah. Uh so th- the three-point contest, which you said is one of your favorite things, looks like it's going to be pretty exciting. Yep. I mean, Devin Booker, didn't he win it in the past? And He, he, had, he has he won went it. I nuts, don't... right? He didn't he yeah, go nuts. He and Steph's obviously won it a couple times. Yep. So that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Dan, Donovan Mitchell doesn't – Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brown don't strike me as fits for the three-point contest, but who knows? Mm-hmm. It's open – they're just shooting in an open gym, and there's not going to be a crowd, so it'll be interesting. The skills competition seems like the NBA accepted Robert Covington into the skills competition before they knew how many other people were actually going to want to do it because the rest of the list, Luka Doncic, Chris Paul, Julius Randle, Demonis Sabonis, Nikola Vucevic. Oh, so like guys who are actually extremely skilled. And that are all-stars. Yeah. It's all all all-stars that are already going to be there. It feels like Robert Covington – Snuck in. There. Was trying to sign up for the three-point contest and signed on the wrong line. Is is what it seems like. It feels like Robert why. Covington called the league and said, "I just want to go to Atlanta. Yeah. Just get me in there. I'll do whatever yeah. you guys want. Just bring me out. I got nothing to do. I'm not. I don't want to be around my family. Yep. Get me out <laughs> of this. <laughs> Hang out in Portland. Oh, woof." I think he's going to have an extremely bad showing at the skills contest. But you know what, me. though? I feel like the skill, a lot of times in the skills contest, it's that the, the, like last year's Bam. Bam's extremely skilled. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like the guy you don't expect comes out of nowhere and wins it. Yeah, because they have it set up where like that three point shot actually matters pretty big. Like it's, mm-hmm. which I don't like, but yeah. So that'll be fun. I, that actually makes at least the pregame and all that, it makes it more fun. I was not really super excited about all-star weekend, but those lineups make it a little more fun. Yeah. And there's always something like someone could go off at that three point contest. So I'm always looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, By the way, the Suns beat the Lakers. Without, with an ejected Devin Booker. That's a really nice win. That's a good win. I, but of course there's, it's hard to, take a ton away from the Lakers losing a game because they're still not playing great basketball without Anthony Davis. Uh, they've, they lost four in a row, then they won two in a row. Now they lost, they lose the Suns, who are one of the hotter teams in the NBA. So all these games this week you are think, just, do you think this stretch is hurting LeBron James uh, MVP status? It could. I, I, Cause I think it is, but. Uh, it just know. depends on where they. Um, it just depends on where their record ends up. Like yeah. if they really fall out, because right now they're they're in second place still. They're twenty four and eleven, but the Suns are now twenty. Oh no, this hasn't updated, so they're twenty four and 20, so the Suns are going to move into second place. I think because mm-hmm. the Suns, still- Suns will be twenty three and eleven, and the Lakers will be twenty four and twelve. Clippers are twenty four and thirteen. Spurs only have thirteen losses, so like the Lakers are not that far from dropping all the way down to f- fifth or sixth. Right. Which not obviously, if they finish there, he's not getting it. right. No shot. But there's still a long way to go. Mm-hmm. But you know, and it. But 
if Anthony Davis is out for a really long time, now some random doctor who has a blue check mark keeps tweeting how Anthony Davis is going to be back soon. I don't know who this guy is. I don't know if he's real. I mean, he's, oh, he has, I think I know who you're talking. You sent me like a screenshot of him. Doesn't he have like a funny name or something? Yeah, like I don't know. Doctor, I don't know. Butthole. Um, <laughs> Dr. Butthole. Yeah, I think that's his name. Wow. He's a butthole doctor. There's a guy named Dr. Butthole who specializes in, <laughs> in, in butthole doctoring. That's yeah. what are the chances? I guess with a name like that, your, your fate is kind of destined. But the Suns are kicking ass against the spread, by the way. They're, they're still second best in the league at 23 and 11 against the spread. That number is crazy. That is um, really good. Like to match your own record against the spread is it's crazy. But uh, yeah, bet, bet, the, uh, bet the Suns if you got a little cash jingle jangling in your pocket. This website that I use to look at for headlines, it's one of those websites that ag- aggregates headlines. So they, they have all the, there's like all the stuff about the wind horse thing. And, oh, here we go. Anthony Edwards, Jalen Brown, and Miles Bridges all declined dunk contest. Mm, man, I really would like to see oh, Anthony Edwards. Here's another one that came out today. One rival exec says that the Celtics will only trade if they think they're going to bury you, <laughs> which I think makes, which sounds on brand. It Danny. does, but also not a good like negotiation tactic. Like Danny Ainge is on the phone is like, you know, I'm going to bury you in this trade negotiation. <laughs> but then like, there was... it's supposed to be like amicable when you're on the phone yeah. with the GM. Yeah. Um, but then there is like, I don't know if they intentionally meant to do like make it like a savage headline, but it's like Celtics seeking combo forward who can score. But then the thumbnail is Gordon Hayward on the Hornets <laughs> for the article. There's some working for a, a sports website. There's some weird stuff that goes on with thumbnails. So that might be accidental, but yeah. Uh, but anyways, all right. Last thing, I guess, before we wrap up, we, if we, we can talk real quick about Harden. So you seemed pretty shocked when I told you they were retiring Jordan's. Um, Harden. God, I did it again. It's always at this, this last couple minutes of this podcast. Yeah. Well, you know what happened right there? I was, I went, I was, went to ESPN.com just to make sure I'm not missing anything. And the top headline on the NBA page says McMillan balked at the Hawks job, but, but uh, Lloyd Pierce swayed him to take the interim job. Which is interesting. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. Harden. So yeah, you seemed pretty, your reaction was pretty surprised when I said that Harden was getting his jersey retired. Yeah. Only because of the timing. Like that seems like, uh, you know, a couple of years from now, they're like, hey, we're going to, you know, not right. during the same year he forced his way out of town. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that kind of weird to you? <laughs> like, yeah, that's a good point. But he deserves it. Yeah. He absolutely deserves it. It's just like, right. Well, now, there's a lot of people who probably heard it and said he doesn't deserve it because he never won anything. But if you look at their, just their organization, um, he's, top five in basically every category top two, like he's second in scoring first in assists. And then he's top five or 10 in er- literally everything else. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he's the second best player in franchise history. Right. I mean, I don't even think that's right behind Hakeem. Yeah. It, well, it's definitely, I mean, it's Hakeem then him. I, I try to think like back in the seventies or eighties, if they had anybody that right. could have like, been. Well, yeah. I mean, it, but no, he, and he also played the 
a top five player in the organization. So what's, of course he's going to get his Jersey retired. I just can't believe it's this soon. That's that is true because he's still, I mean, he's not old, right? He's still got a couple of years. He's 31. He could play out. Like he could play out his four years or whatever in Brooklyn. And at 35, go retire it in Houston. Yeah. Then would they have to unretire his jersey to, to for him to retire in his jersey? I guess so. He'd have to get permission from himself to wear that jersey again. Um, could he play like in, like could he play against the Rockets with his own jersey hanging in the rafters like above him? Of course, that'd be kind of wild. I, I mean, just feel like don't these get, things it's going to happen? Yeah, I just don't don't you usually retire a guy's jersey after he's retired or no? That's I don't know. Yeah, I you're that is a good point. I didn't really think about it that way, but. Yeah, it's probably right. It's kind of weird. It is kind of weird. I wonder what they're implying. Like, even if he wanted to ever come back, we don't want you back. <laughs> I think it's more of a respect type of thing, but I don't know. It's like, aren't there a ton of dudes on the roster that are like pissed at him right now? It's just strange. Yeah, it's weird. But he is, a, like you said, he is the second best player in the history of the franchise. So I guess it's just something that was going to happen one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. They, they keep showing this commercial on TNT. They're doing a like a they're they're coming out with like a documentary about inside the NBA. Oh, that'll be cool. That yeah. I'll definitely check out. I saw there's a clip of them all sitting around a table, and the line that they play is Charles Barkley saying, "You know, we almost fired you after three days." And I think he's talking to Shaq. So really? Be, I can't wait to, for that scene. That could be awesome because there's a lot of people right now that are probably like, "Damn." I wish it happened. Yeah. I oh, did you see Shaq's comment? About, no. He said, when I came into the league, I got criticism from Kareem, and I took it, and I got better. These guys are putting pop. These guys today are putting pops or something like that. Just like, Was it on live TV after no, you No, I think it was an interview. That's oh, yeah. No, no, yeah. yeah like, no. That's what a lot same. of people were saying. Like, There's a difference between constructive criticism and saying, I don't believe you can be great. In front of everyone, right? right. If Shaq but, or even the, behind the scenes, what yeah. what is constructive saying? I don't think you can be great, or I don't think you can be the best player on a championship team. That's not constructive. <laughs> it's not constructive at all. Just telling him that you think he's not good. Yeah, it's just come on, Shaq. Be better, Shaq. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough, and they, like they do these. It's become such a bit like the now they have all these games that they do where it's like. Let's see if Shaq knows this player's first name. Hmm. It's just stupid. Yeah. But I think now, I think he's in on the joke a little bit now, but still it's like making a mockery of. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of just like, you know, why would, why would I not change the channel right now? You know, like, yeah, I'm interested in the NBA and I want to learn something. I do like he's better on this Tuesday night crew with D Wade, Candace Parker and Adam Lefko, Hmm. because I think he, I think over the years, Shaq, his his personality on that show has been to keep up with Barkley, who just kind of naturally is a goofball and funny and, t- yeah. and speaks his mind. And I think Shaq wants to like is always trying to like be that. Yeah. But on this show, like D Wade and Candace Parker are so good. I think Shaq tries to keep up with that and actually sound intelligent. And there's not mm-hmm. opportunities to like joke around and stuff like that. That's probably that. That's a really good point. Um, 
Yeah, and it, it'll just never work for Shaq in terms of keeping up with Barkley because he takes himself too seriously. Like, he can never be the butt of a joke. Right, and Barkley, not only does he not take... I mean, I think he does take himself seriously. I just think Barkley is one of the most unique just personalities. Like, yeah, well, he just, laugh it all himself. just, he, it yeah. also just comes so natural to him. Like it, yeah. being foolish, but also being smart, but sounding dumb. Yeah. If that makes that sense. really is what I it mean. is. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, Barkley for the most part, he, he knows he doesn't watch games anymore. Like he, mm. he flat out the other day. Yeah, I he think, said, he was said it you? He was you sent watching. that to me, right? He's like, I'm focusing yeah. on college basketball. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, which is crazy. But that's the thing is like when when people call him on it or make a joke, he like laughs at it and like right. has fun with it where Shaq yeah. does not do that. Yeah, Shaq escalates it and then yeah. tries and to make defensive. fun of it. He gets defensive right. and he's a bully. Yeah. He's really a is. bully. Oh, Shaq. Well, I, that, that documentary will still be fun. Yeah, I'm going to watch that for sure. Yeah, it'll be good. All right, we'll be back tomorrow night wednesday night and we will probably i think even though these late games are killing me and we usually start while the late games are going on i think we are obligated tonight or wednesday night to wait until the last game finishes because there's a i would say there's like a 50 50 shot that it's luke walton's last game and that he gets fired after the game gotcha and that know, yeah that'd be fun i, to be I know no reporting on that like no one is saying that it just seems like if they lose i don't see how he's their coach outside of all-star break and i don't see why they wouldn't just get it over with right away yeah that'd be cool that'd be cool to react to that on the air (laughs) as cool as it is when someone loses their job yeah but yes i know (laughs) what you mean uh so yeah i think that's it good show Yep. All right. See you guys tomorrow. Later. Later.